ghosts here, girls. Two you girls, do. one ghost. Two girls, one ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That's Corinne and I'm Sabrina. And everyone, get under your covers. Get bundled up. Light a candle. Grab your crystals. Let's talk ghost stories. Before we get into all of the ghost stories... We do have to say a special thank you to all of our Patreon donors. You guys really help us out with pushing out episodes and finding live shows, etc., etc. So we couldn't do it without with you. And we do have to say thank you. So first up, let's say thank you to our overactive sagers. Thank you to Tara, yes. Jess, James, Bob, we had a baby, it's a boy, Zyra, Jeremy, Haunted Friends, the podcast, Anne, Claire, Stephanie, Darren, Corbin's mom, Hey Hey, Heather, Armando, Sam, Samantha, Jerry, Sally, Annie, and Aaron, Jalisa, Dana, Heather, Lindsay, and Danielle. And then thank you to our ill-gotten booty poppers, Mary, Anthony, Ignacio, Aaron, Laura, Bill, Koala, Amanda, Brianna, Sarah, Kim, Rhiannon, Caitlin, Bridget, Marina, Liz, Krista, Nani, and Shelby. Thank you. Thank you. I'm getting more and more excited for Halloween, too, because it's coming up, and these stories are the best things to listen to to get stoked. Encounters episodes are the best. They are the best. We love them. And do you want to start us off? I'll start us off. Okay. This is from, let's see. This is from Elizabeth, and the subject line is, Something's Following Me Help. Hey, girls, I really don't know how to put my problem into words, but I'll try my best. So as the subject says, I think something is following me. Something being a ghost or a demon. And that's for you to help me figure out. The very first encounter... Uh, This is high pressure now. (laughs) She she did follow up. So I think we have a little bit of uh, some answers. I don't know. The very first encounter I can remember was when I was four. I was laying in bed trying to sleep and I see plain and clear my closet door open and close. Being four, I was too scared to move or call out, so I just pulled my teddy bear closer and shut my eyes. There were smaller things that I can remember, books moving and loud noises, but they're not important. The next big one that I can remember is when I was at least seven years old. My family had moved out of that house, and we were living in the new house for only a year. My mom had the great idea to make a reading nook in my room with blankets and pillows, which sounds great, right? The whole time I was reading, I have a knot in my stomach, and out of nut. Nowhere, there is a loud bang on my closet. I was not close to my closet, and there was nothing in my closet that would have fallen over. And I'm seeing a theme here, okay? Okay, nothing really happened after that until we moved again this year to my grandma's house. Out of all the houses I've lived in, this is the scariest house I've lived in. Every time I enter the house, I get the same knot in my in my stomach. When I'm alone in the house, I sit in the kitchen with my back to the cabinet, and every time I go to sleep, I feel like I'm being watched. I didn't really have a reason to why I felt this way until I was playing the grand piano about four weeks ago. I was playing I'll Make a Man Out of You from Mulan and only my brother was home at the time. When I finished practicing, I walked to the bottom of the stairs and I hear a child hum the line, did they send me daughters? Of course, I think it's my brother down in the basement. But when I ask him, I can't hear his his response. So how could I hear the hum very clearly? Especially if the hum was right next to my ear. The next thing happened when I was singing in the basement. I hear five knocks in no order. So being me, I knock back and I get a response. I knock again, no response. After that, there's about a week's pause, but that just puts me more on edge. The next week, I was completely alone in the house. Again, I'm playing the piano and I hear a door open and close. And then what sounds like a muffled, hello. The voice is male, but it sounds older, not like a hum I heard before. 
At this point, I don't think that this thing or ghost is hostile. However, my opinion is changing because of the most recent encounter. I was half asleep when I felt the covers ripped off of me. I look over and see a little boy sitting on the floor. He's shrugging his shoulders like, what did I do? At first, I think it's my little brother, but when I call out his name, there's no response. I reach over to grab my phone and turn on the flashlight and nothing is there. My question is, is this ghost friendly and what can I do to keep it from following me to new houses? Should I communicate with it? I'm 14 years old and I'm terrified and would like to live my life for the most part without something following me. See you on the other side, Elizabeth. And then she gave an update saying, I was able to sage and cleanse out the house, but I also did some research about the house in the neighborhood and I found out that a baby had died in a severe fire seven years ago. My grandmother had cared for the family and provided dinners, did laundry, and watched the other kids. So maybe after the other family moved away, something moved into my grandma's house. The reason I say this is because now when I play the piano, I'll hear a little voice hum along next to me on the bench. I'll even feel someone take my hand, but no one's there. There's no more male voice, no more shadows, no more cold spots. I like to think that the little baby got lonely in the dark house and was happy to have some cheerful music to dance to. Stay spooky and play music for your ghost, Elizabeth. Okay, because I was going to say, not that I'm a ghost expert, but it did seem kind of benign, I guess, yeah. the build-up. Just some sweet humming, some some hellos, just some acknowledgement, just having a good old time. But if anybody is looking for advice, join our Facebook group, because there are people way more qualified to give the advice than us. <laughs> it's true, but I do agree with you. And I think, I mean, it's also possible that there were two different spirits. I think the humming and probably the blankets being pulled off and the little kids sitting there is 100% this child right. who wants attention. And they're like, what did I do? Is such a child thing to say and do. Of, oh, I didn't do anything, even though they did. Mm-hmm. But then if they me? Yeah. And then there is a chance that there is another ghost that maybe has come and gone, similar to your house growing That's up. That's true. About how you would have ghosts that would pass through. Just because I feel like at times when demonic entities or darker entities pose as children it's not it's in much more of a straight up way it's like you're gonna see me right here right away i'm going to often appear as a child sounding like a child all the time to make you trust that i am a child right but i feel like the experiences that she had it was just it was just kind of random it was just like at moments the spirit of this kid just made itself present I agree. I think it was a child. Leia is sitting right. I can't even see you. Her bulbous body. She's a very curvy kitty. Okay, I have something for us. Can't wait. Okay, this is called Lizard Alien Abduction and Capturing a Ghost on Video. And it is from Frida. Hi, friends. Love your podcast and can't get enough. I was just listening to your episode on aliens and I had to pause it and write you right away. I have two goodies for you. Yay. One is my own account of a possible lizard abduction, and the other is a retelling of a super spooky, super real ghost recording. I hope you like. I had gone to bed for the night when I woke up, and I was not in my bed at all. I was in what seemed to be a concrete holding cell about 10 feet by 10 feet, with a small window that looked out onto a beautiful courtyard. No. When I looked out of the window, I could see two creatures sitting in chairs being entertained by people performing a martial arts demonstration. What? The creatures were about eight feet tall and were sitting upright like humans, but they had lizard-like features. They were laughing and enjoying the show, but it was obvious that the performers were very nervous and rigid. 
I knew that the people performing were brought there to entertain the two sitting in the middle, as the other creature in the courtyard were standing beside them and were wearing less elaborate clothing. It felt like they were royalty and that this was a king's court. That is wild. Yes, so, like, weird and messed up. Terrified, I turned back around and looked at the cell for an escape. I looked down and realized that I was completely naked. On the other side of the cell was another naked woman, young, sitting in the corner, crying. I felt that we were there to perform for them next, and I was horrified to think that it would be something sexual considered that we were both naked and young women. Mm. I started screaming and yelling and banging on the walls and crying, and shortly after, the door opened and a, quote, nurse walked in. She was more human-like than the lizard creatures sitting outside, but her body slithered and swayed as she walked towards me. I noticed her eyes were especially unnerving. It looked like she put on human contact lenses to hide her snaky lizard eyes. She was even wearing a classic nurse's outfit, all white with a little boxy hat. Oh my gosh. She was dressed and behaving in a way that maybe they thought a human would act and move. She backed me into a corner and grabbed a hold of my arm with incredibly long fingers that had pointy lizard-like nails painted red. Even though I was struggling, she managed to stick a large needle in my arm, and I quickly felt my body relax, and I sunk to the floor, not able to speak anymore. I woke up in my bed incredibly drowsy and unable to move for a few minutes. I'm not sure if I had just experienced a super vivid dream or an alien abduction, but either way, I've never had such a lucid and intense unconscious situation as I did that night. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Now for a ghost story. I was close friends with a girl in high school who grew up in a haunted house. Her bedroom was always freezing cold and she was terrified to sleep there alone, always begging to sleep in her parents' room. When her parents divorced, her dad kept the house and we were free to hang out there as he worked out of town for months at a time. One night, we went to grab some food and while walking back, we turned the corner to see the house. Every single light was turned on. I was too afraid to go back in, but my friend said it was no big deal. She explained that she always had felt like there was a presence in the house and wanted to try to communicate with whatever it was. She mentioned bringing over a Ouija board, and I was way too scared to be involved. So when the time came that they would do it, I totally passed. Mm -hmm. My friend brought over a couple friends and a video camera to capture the night, and these are the questions that they had asked. Is there someone here with us? Yes. How old are you? Eight. What is your name? Casey. How did you die? Eight. A-T-E. This one was particularly scary because an eight-year-old would answer that way, but not three 17-year-old girls influencing the reading. And we didn't know what that meant. Did he choke, starve, have food poisoning, an allergic reaction? Mm. What room are you in? One is the kitchen, two is the living room, three, my friend's room, four is the master bedroom, three, my friend's room. Mm-hmm. At this point, everyone is too freaked out, so they basically gather up all of their things and start rushing out the door. The girl ho- holding the video camera, yes, that was before smartphones, <laughs> flew down three steps from the kitchen to the landing in the back of the house. The house was split-level entrance, so there were more stairs that led down into the basement. Or you could exit out the back door. As she swung around to call out for the other girls, the camera panned across the dark basement. As she panned across, you can see a white body with two distinct legs running away into the darkness, <gasps> oh my as if a small child was afraid of the commotion. 
Oh my god, so scary. Wow. I my body is freezing now. <laughs> the next day at school, my friends showed all of us the footage and we couldn't believe our eyes. She stored the tape in her locker and at the end of the year, she couldn't find the tape anymore. Oh my god, no. It was not in her locker or her backpack or at home. We researched it a bit and read that many times footage or photographs of ghosts will go missing or become too damaged to view. We assumed that that's what happened to the video of Casey. Anyway, hope you enjoyed, and I look forward to hearing many more spooktacular episodes. Farida. Okay, well, I am glad that... I really wish we could see that video, but I am also glad that we can't. But the alien abduction. I know, and it made me so curious, because I was like... If that's real, if there's basically like a king's court, like a kind of taken from our history books, but they're these lizard-like creatures, and instead of gestures, it's people being abducted and used there, it makes me wonder if some people are just abducted for the night and their minds are wiped later, or if this is something where like maybe people who sometimes people go missing or they'll like lose really large maybe like couple day gaps in their timeline maybe they were kept a little more permanently or maybe this is a look into a parallel universe where instead of people it's lizards right or are they brought back multiple times like they go home and then they're brought back and they go home and they're brought back i also it's crazy that she has some like such vivid memories and saw the girl across from her i wish that they had been able to talk and if she had gotten her name and if she was able to look her up and see if she's real and then try to track her down and talk about this experience did do you remember the lizards too did i experience this and the fact that she when she awoke she was really really groggy which kind of coincides with her memory of like last being drugged last giving receiving a sedative so scary i also feel a little bit bad for the little kid who was running around i know scared of the commotion i'm sure it was just an innocent little kid just looking for some fun and some joy i really hope that the kid wasn't poisoned i wonder if they could find anything about casey aged eight that passed away i know gotta do some research on that house or in that town yeah i'd I'd be down to look it up. So this is from Kate. She says, Hi, ladies. First, thank you so much for the amazing Loomis Chaffee school spirit episode. Amazing coverage of my freaky, spooky-ass high school. This is a more heartwarming story since you asked for it. When I was in my mid-20s, a couple years after my Uncle Jerry passed away, I started noticing spiritual activity picking up. I had dreams of my uncle, and I know there were visitations because he was so clear, unlike other people in the dream. I saw his face and I heard his laugh as clear as if he were in the room. This is upsetting, Leia. She also wants to be in the dream. Yeah. As clear as if he were in the room with me. There's a whole other story I'll have to write about that, but this one's for my pop. Another thing I noticed is the number 311 started appearing everywhere. I would look at the clock every day subconsciously at 311. People would call and leave messages and say, hey, Kate, it's 311. Like, who the frick does that? No rounding up or down to 310 or 315. Spreadsheets at work constantly had those numbers, taxis, license plates, the cost of sweaters I bought at J. Crew. It was nuts, and not just the halo effect. I knew it was a sign, and I told my mom, and we figured something great must be coming on March 11th. A year and a few months flew by, and my grandfather was struggling with his health in and out of the hospital, and then a nursing home, and then back home. 
He was doing better, but he caught pneumonia and it happened fast. I got a call from my brother one morning that the doctors didn't expect Pop to live through the weekend, and I jumped in a car and sped home to Mystic from Brooklyn, only to get a call halfway that he had already passed. Then it dawned on me. It was March 11th, and I cried and I cursed the cruel spirits for this for the lead up to this, for the premonition. For the longest time after that, I would think of my pop and those numbers would appear to the point where it became comforting. Pop claimed them and I knew when I saw 311, it was one of his ways of saying he was here. To say my mid-20s were full of heartbreak and losers is an understatement. After one particularly douchebag heartbreak, I prayed to my pop to send me a man half of his caliber who loves me even a fraction of the amount that he loved my nana. My pop was the greatest guy and wonderful romantic of a man who told my nana at 15 that he was going to marry her, and he did. He never stopped singing and laughing, and I have many memories of him walking into the kitchen where I sat with my nana, singing a love song, and then grabbing her by the waist and dancing like I wasn't even there. Oh, that's so cute. Oh my gosh, this is the best guy ever. I know. A month passed, and I met a guy while sailing to Block Island for the big regatta that summer. We hit it off, but he was younger and I was jaded and made him really work for it. We dated and broke up and got back together and a year later went back to Block Island with friends. When on our way back from the bar, I had the courage to text him and ask him to be my boyfriend. And he replied enthusiastically that, heck yes, he's my boyfriend. And on the boat ride back from the island, I was having a silent conversation with my pop saying, oh, please tell me he's a good one and I didn't just make another mistake. At that moment, the guy driving the boat asked me to take the wheel and keep heading straight. And what was on the compass? Oh, 311. Heard you loud and clear, Pop. Well, five years, and now the guy is my husband. We married last month on Black Island, and on the back of our program was a compass with heading point to 311. And even as I write this to you in the nail salon, the song I danced with my Pop on my wedding day Van Morrison's Into the Mystic came on and I'm covered in chills. I love you too, Pop. You girls seriously feel like my friends? I'm such an avid listener and huge fan, so I had to share this with you. Keep up the great work or else I don't know what I do on my subway rides. See you on the other side, Kate. Wow. I almost wonder. So it's so interesting that almost a year and a half before she started noticing all the 311, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if that was not not the spirit world trying to be cruel to her but the spirit world prepping her to be like no you need to remember this because this is going to be his way of communicating with you and we don't want to waste time of trying to get you to catch on we need you to know right away right i mean her mom was right it was clearly an important number that's why i kept showing up and just all the connections with everything of where she was and mm-hmm. her relationship with pop and everything oh my gosh i know but i love that pop is How matchmaker sweet. pop brought her love totally he gave some approval he was like a-okay girlfriend i love it 311 so sweet all right okay i have one to end us on mm-hmm. with it is very short but i think it's almost a mood booster oh okay and it's called possession question mark and it's from claire Mood booster? Hi, ladies. So honestly, I really haven't had any paranormal experiences, but I do have a pretty funny story from when I was about four years old. We were staying at a friend's house when I came downstairs in the morning, and my mom said, good morning, Claire, and I replied very angrily, I am not Claire, I'm Lucifer. Uh. 
Was I just innocently obsessed with the cat from Cinderella? Was I possessed by the devil? You decide. Your podcast is my absolute favorite and the only one I listen to con- consistently. Thank you for all of your hard work, Claire. Um, if my child ever says that to me, I will freak out. <laughs> but I also love the idea that maybe it really was she just loved Cinderella and was just like, you know, little kids that are like, no, I'm going to go by this name now. And they like make their parents call them a different name. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to a parent, it's like, wait, what did what did she just say? But it could have been so innocent. I mean, all I can think about is that Uber driver that I had in Nashville from the city oh, to right. uh, the hotel. And she was telling me about how when she was driving and her son in the backseat, I think I said this in the Nashville show, but the kid, her like eight-year-old son or something like that was sitting in the backseat. And all of a sudden the car starts going out of control and goes into neutral. And then the, when she gets control of the car, he goes... I am the devil or like something horrifying like that. Yep. Something really awful. So at least she, Kate, was not doing anything creepy. It was just, good morning. I am not Claire. I am not Claire. We took it different ways. (laughs) (laughs) You're scared of it. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. (laughs) Well, now that she's older, I I imagine she's fine. Well, guys, if you have stories and you want to email us, Please do. Our email is two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And if you want a shout out like our Patreon donors did today, you can support us on Patreon and get a shout out next month. And you can also support us by buying merch or rating and reviewing on iTunes, which is very important and keeps us on the top charts, which we appreciate. And we will see you on the other side. Very spooky.